The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello to our dope village. It's Julie Fowdy, and with me as always, Lynn Olzawi. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Julie. It's season three. It's season three. <laughs> Look at us, sister. We are podcast professionals. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Hardly. We're still pretending to know what the heck we're doing. But it sure is a ton of fun. And we are super pumped to be back for season three of Laughter Permitted. And for those of you who have been part of the Dope Village for a while, welcome back. Thank you for being here. And for any newcomers, welcome to the party. We hope you like donuts. For season three, we are coming out of the gate strong. Yes, we are. This episode is a two-for-one, a twofer, if you will, with guests that have been highly requested from our audience. We've got World Cup champions and power couple, Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris. Now, if you remember, we recorded this episode back in March, Jules, mm-hmm. when Allie and Ashlyn were in New Jersey for a national team game. This was right before everything with COVID-19 hit. In fact, this was our last in-person podcast recording before we started using Zoom. Which brings me to a question, Julie. If you could go back to early March and tell yourself something, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> go buy a lot of wine and donuts now. <laughs> and get your hair colored. <laughs> I'd tell myself to buy stock in Zoom. Yeah, right? No kidding. Uh Good times, good times. Before we get going on this podcast, some background on Allie and Ashlyn. Both are two-time World Cup champions. Ashlyn actually won three national titles as well while playing at the University of North Carolina. Allie played at Penn State, and I'm sad to report, did not win any titles, but neither did I, Al, so don't feel bad. And both now are playing professionally in the NWSL for the Orlando Pride. They've been together nine years. We talk about that. But we're married in December of 2019, a royal wedding indeed. And we're going to talk about that as well. They are tireless advocates for the LGBTQ community. They are rad women. And most importantly, they are outstanding humans. So get comfortable listening. It's Allie and Ash. Support for Laughter Permitted comes from Ally. Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an ally. Visit com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Cliff Bar & Company is the family and employee-owned maker of Cliff Bars, Cliff Kid, and Luna Bars. And here's something I love about them. Since they started almost 30 years ago, they've always put people and communities First, Now they've committed to help feed the fight with, get this, an initial donation of more than 7 million Cliff, Luna, and Cliff Kid Bars to food banks, first responders, and healthcare workers fighting this pandemic. Boom! Community. It's a beautiful thing. Kick back, relax, and 
set the scene. Okay. So, would you guys set the scene, please? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Well, we're in so, this beautiful suite in Jersey City overlooking... Lynn, Lynn, Lynn rolls first class, baby. Yeah. Overlooking the water and the city with, yeah. you know... It's beautiful. I mean, it looks cold. I'm not. I don't, is, I don't know if I'm. Have you so, not been outside yet? No, oh. we haven't been outside. I know. I got outside this morning and I'm like this California kid. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's sunny. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's like we just came from Florida. We haven't been training anywhere else this winter. So oh, I'm telling you, layer up for training. Yeah, we're in I'm for like, a treat. Not mentally strong enough for cold weather. Yeah, you're not. I will be the first to admit it. Mm. I saw the wind. I already feel chap. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna be okay. <laughs> Something we love to do when we have teammates on is have teammates. Each teammate like introduce each other, okay. both as a player and as a person. And this is the first time we've actually had a married couple on. Cool. Okay. So. Roommates. Roommates, soulmates, <laughs> life mates. This is the one and only Allie Krieger. Harris dash Allie Krieger dash Harris. It's not yeah, official how are you yet. Do that? It's not official Krieger. yet, but she's pretty much. No. <laughs> no, this is a fight. We're both feminists, yeah, we're feminists, like... so it's really difficult for us to give it, it all. It's like such like a mess to change your name. I'm yeah. sure you know. Okay, but... let me introduce you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is Allie Krieger, teammate, soulmate, life mate, roommate, wife mate. <laughs> All of the above. Young, beautiful, talented. Young. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Center back, outside back. Forward, six. She She does it all, yeah, people. She does it all. Okay, my turn. <laughs> okay, talk about me. <laughs> That's all you get. This is my partner, Ashlyn Harris. Also teammate, roommate. Um, all around incredible human being that I've had the pleasure of being with every single day and have found a really good work-life balance with, um, who gives me the honest truth all the time, um, which really has helped me be as successful as I am. So thank you for all your support, um, and being my teammate. Yeah, that was one of our best teammate introductions. Maybe it's because you're married. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, we're good at this. That was really good. Got a little teary. Oh, stop (laughs) it! I watched the wedding video. Oh Oh, yeah. Ah, talk about teary. Mm -hmm. Come on, it was something. Yeah, I think that's where we should start. Okay, let's go to the royal wedding. Yeah, Lord. Oh my it God. was really, really magical. It was so much fun. It was. It went by so fast. Um, but we had the best weekend. All you know, most of the girls were there. A couple of people couldn't make it, but um, well, we it invited one hundred and fifty and one hundred and forty. Oh well, yeah, and I'm but like, well, I'm not even a team. I'm our teammates here. I'm <laughs> our teammates. Um, yeah. But everyone that we really wanted yeah. was there, and um, yeah, it was just a day full of happiness and love and. I don't know. Really good moments. Everything yeah. worked out perfectly. Um, yeah, there was really nothing that happened that I can remember that really caused some havoc. So Besides it was everyone successful. laughing that I was mad that we couldn't go to the cocktail party. Oh, my God. I was we like, went? I didn't know that was the thing, the that you couldn't show up to the cocktail party. She goes, we're not going to the cocktail oh, hour? So and I go, no. Can you imagine mingling at the cocktail hour? We're never going to get out of there. <laughs> I was so and mad. then, like, 
We can't make our entrance at the cocktail hour. You know, I was like, just about? sit down. Someone yeah. bring her snacks. <laughs> okay. We were like in the RV because it was um, an area where it was, the venue was like a museum and garden. So you weren't really allowed to have a room at the venue um, specifically for us to get ready. So we had to get oh. an RV. So we got ready at the hotel and then we had to go there in the RV. So we had to pay for the RV for like that you know, the whole day. Party bus! Party bus! Yes, it was like, exactly. <laughs> it was like the wedding party RV. And then, that you know, our makeup and hairstylists were there. So it was yeah. just kind of like, that was like our hiding hiding spot. So after the ceremony, we went there. Before we took pictures, they like, you know, fixed us up. And um, we took photos. And then we go back to like, you know, fix our hair, make sure we're not sweaty and gross uh, for the introductions to the reception. So... It was really fun. Um, was we like danced. I don't remember getting off the dance floor. We just danced all night. And yeah, I did. think Crystal got MVP. Crystal is always MVP. Yeah. Dunner. She got Dunner yeah. always bringing yeah. the heat. Oh, she was on the dance floor the whole time, getting the moms and aunts and uncles <laughs> involved. Amazing. And just everyone. Oh, everybody we threw was dad through his cane yeah, down. Yeah, he threw the cane How down. Yeah, it was great. We had the father-daughter yeah. dances for like a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was. it was great. I thought... The order of the wedding was nice because um, when we had Pino and my brother speak, it was kind of broken up into sections. So, you know, we would dance for a little bit, then we would come back and eat, and then that's when Pino had spoke. And then we would go dance some more, and then we'd have another break, you know, a little bit later, and then my brother got up and spoke. Yeah. So I thought that was, like, really well done. The attention span of athletes is yeah. definitely something you so, have to keep in mind. Yeah. So if we had everyone stand up and speak at the same time, yeah, it would have yeah, just yeah. been, been a not as, like, um, staggering. Yeah, you got to yeah. stagger it. Mm-hmm. A few minutes here, you know. But the, the attention to the detail, like the, you know, LGBTQT uh, tables that were mm-hmm. uh, dedicated to different the trailblazers, icons. yeah, trailblazers yeah. and pioneers and Billie Jean King and Ellen mm-hmm. DeGeneres and Anderson mm-hmm. Cooper and right, yeah. and then the rainbow colored cake. I thought mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah, that was. And a then surprise. I just read the story about um, Ashlyn, you going over to the Vogue editor because yeah. of course Vogue covered the whole mm-hmm. ceremony mm-hmm. tell this story that was so cool mm-hmm. yeah so I did um here in New York City I did like a like kind of like a summit for Condé Nast which is like clearly just the top of like all these big publishing you know magazines and there was so many influential people there um Billy Porter was speaking before you know our panel and uh Greta was on the panel and just this so many powerful people and we were all just talking about you know what we bring to the table in our profession and how we're paving the way for change and yada yada and I I spotted Anna Winter went toward the second I sat down I was like whoa Vogue editor yeah she is front row and center sunglasses on sunglasses on just looking like a queen <laughs> and I'm obsessed with her I think she's just like amazing iconic yeah she is she's Mm -hmm. a total legend and um yeah we just were talking about uh i i speak a lot about being a one percenter you know and what that's like here and you know how we constantly have to wake up and choose to be great and not you know we just don't know what average is because average can't exist in what's your definition of a one percenter 
one percenters are just the people willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. It's a constant decision to wake up and choose to be great and not to be mediocre. Mm -hmm. And that's with everything you do. I think Allie and I strive to be one percenters that that's what we eat, breathe, live by. And we constantly surround ourselves with people who want to push and move and motivate Mm -hmm. us and, um, we don't surround ourselves with people that just want to be taking our energy and taking, 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 taking. Um, so I think that I was just explaining myself and how I choose to live my life and how it's propelled me to be where I am. I think the brain is a crazy thing, and this is a whole other topic, but I think all of us here in this bubble of the women's national team are all technically equal. I think... Your head and your headspace is what keeps you here. The air is thin. It's a very, very hard environment. And I think if you're a one percenter and you live by the values you preach, you stay here. And that's why some people stay for a year or two or three camps and some stay for 10 years Mm. um, plus. So anyways, I beelined it for her after talking about all these but then I heard she was beelining it for me oh, because yeah. she loved She's what like, I had I, to say yeah. Yeah. as you were saying that I was like hell yes yeah. hell yes and she was just like totally vibing off of what I had to say about whether you're in a professional work environment or whether you're in you know yeah. it, it's all it all works it's all I talk about, you know, the engine and the moving parts and making sure everyone is really focused on doing their piece really well. So it's good for the collective and yada, yada, yada. So she was just like totally vibing. And I was like, I know you don't remember this, but you highlighted Ali and I's engagement. And I spoke about visibility and how important that was. And like, it's very special to us in our community to be able to open a magazine and see two women together. Because when I was a child, I didn't have that. I didn't get to look at a, up at a billboard and see two men mm-hmm. or two women or trans or anyone in our community visible. And that made me feel a way. That made me feel like I had to hide who I was because it wasn't something that people welcomed. I didn't have a seat at the table, um, which that, that was a really hard time in a lot of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like We struggled together figuring out who we are, what does that mean? What mm-hmm. consequences do, does that mm-hmm. have? And on us personally, our careers, all these things. So I just kind of told her, I was like, visibility is so huge and we need more of it. And like your magazine, Vogue is like it. It's like everyone loves it. People adore you. And I think it just created this dialogue. And I guess I was told by her people the second we left that meeting, she called because I was leaving for a fitting for my wedding. I had told her that I was working with Tom Brown. And I guess she called him immediately after and was like, we need to do a bigger story here. Like there's something mm-hmm. here. And that's how it kind of just started. Yeah. And incredible. And I love it in that you were so cognizant of we want this to be visible to your point, yeah. right? So yeah. that others will see it's normal. And that, and so and she just gets on the phone and is like, boom, done. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. And now I've like, I have this, we have this wonderful group of friends we have met through Vogue and mm-hmm. Condé and Ralph Lauren and all that. Like, these are our like really close homies that we love. And like, <laughs> we like yeah. plan 
you know, dinner nights, and it's, it's just so it's. And end up going to the Vanity Fair Vanity party Fair because party, of that yeah. connection. Oh, it's just that's like, right. That's what I saw. Yeah, I saw all those pictures. Like, just we, you know. Have met incredible. so many. You signed with a modeling people. agency, I saw, right? Yeah, we did last year. Uh-huh. Um, elite modeling agency out of New York, uh, New York City, mm-hmm. and they've been so great to us and so supportive and um, willing to uh, kind of give us this challenge of crossing over to the beauty world. And um, they've kind of taken us on and and have really tried to put us out there and try to create change through, you know, being athletes into that, you know, beauty modeling world. So I think we need more of that and we're willing to kind of get uncomfortable to, to grow and, you know, basically shout out to the world that, you know, athletes are beautiful too in every size, shape and color and form. So we want to just test that boundary and test ourselves and, yeah, try to be more than just athletes. It comes down to the yeah. visibility piece. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Allie and I want all, we con- constantly want to be on the cutting edge of something different and break new barriers. Mm-hmm. And we started, yeah, just on this rampage of how can we create visibility throughout and how can we bring these type of companies into our world mm-hmm. and see how we can kind of mm-hmm. cross over. And we knocked on a lot of doors, not guaranteed anything. And I, I have a big issue with the beauty world because I think it was detrimental to me as a child. And I constantly mm-hmm. was living up to these false ex- expectations mm-hmm. that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And here I am, like an athlete who's in great shape. And I hated myself. I had, thought I was too fat all the time. And all these things I just didn't sit sit well with. So, you know, we walked into a lot of big magazines and mm-hmm. Cosmopolitan and, you know, beauty uh, brands and we're like mm-hmm. enough with these zero size models with this perfect hair and this perfect complexion like that is not our reality like that is that is completely false and fake and it's really giving people a complex and we should celebrate women and all types of women yeah. let's really test your product out on the yeah. field when we're sweating and running yeah. around and like you know your makeup and your hair products mm-hmm. and all of these other amazing things that we could test and really see if it works like give us that chance like you know we use these every single day and no one you know no companies really even see that so why can't we kind of cross paths into the athletic world and you know show people that we can be just as beautiful and can you make jeans that fit my thunder thighs? That'd be great. <sighs> yeah, right. I mean, exactly. seriously. I Come on. I know. That's I know. The next my thing. upper body's built like a tank. I can't get my arms in any shirt. <laughs> no. I, know. I always had that problem as well. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> I know. Brandy and I were lifting partners, and she looked like that oh when she like stripped off and got mm-hmm. naked mm-hmm. after ninety nine. And I was like, I live with her. I do the exact same right. things. <laughs> what? what is going wrong? Why yeah. don't I, I look, look like that? that? I yes. Know. We say that every day. I'm like, how are people so ripped? And then, like, (laughs) as many hours as we spend in the gym, I'm like, I do not have a six-pack. I know. It might be my donut and wine problem. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think that would be fascinating for people to hear that Allie Kruger... You don't have a six pack? I mean, what? It's there. It's off through our own lens here, it's people. There, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like I can see your body issue. And drink all the wine I want and, you know, cupcakes and donuts and then expect to be good. So. We live life hard, Allie yeah. and I. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. No problem with that. I know. Well, I think it goes to show that. I don't. 
all of us women, we we have our issues with our yeah. with our body. How we look at ourselves might be different than how others look at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you touched on it briefly, but you said you kept your relationship under wraps mm-hmm. for a long time in fear of yeah. your, you know, what would what would happen with your career? What would happen professionally? Um, when did you decide this needed to change? Well, I was no longer on the national team, so I felt like more confident at that time to be able to be like, you know, like it is what it is, and you know, not that I was settling not being here in this in, back in this environment, but just that you know it was time to kind of like live our truth, and I really feel like we weren't hiding intentionally from everyone because all of our friends and family knew. I think that for us to give everything to our club, our country, our families and friends that, you know, we had to, you know, shout it from the rooftop somehow and and really make ourselves feel um, accepted, not only with each other, but with the world and not pretend like it's not normal Mm -hmm. to be in a relationship with the same sex. And I feel like we were treating it as that it's, you know, not accepted or okay. And, you know, we don't really care what other people think. I think it was more so like about us being truthful with each other and ourselves um, at that time. And I know that we were nervous about our sponsorships and, you know, our administrators and the club and, and club officials and also with the national team more importantly. But after we had announced it, um, our, you know, U.S. soccer president, our U.S. soccer coach. I mean, I wasn't even on the team again and yet, and or back on the team yet. And everybody was reaching out. All of our sponsors were sending us flowers. And like, you know, it was just like we got so, so much positive feedback that we were like, wow, like, why did, did we, we wait this, this long? Yeah, this long. Yeah. Um, but also it's a sense of like privacy too. Like hmm. I'm a private person as it is. I don't really want you know, I never really wanted my relationship to be out there because I know of all like, you know, social media, there's not, you know, everyone's has always something to say. Um, and I think that that's something that is sacred being a public figure. You kind of want to keep your private life private because that's kind of what you have for yourself at the end of the day. So it wasn't necessarily that we were hiding. It was just more so like, okay, well, once we announce this, I mean, get ready for like the (laughs) fandom, all the supporters, you know, everyone like knowing our business and are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. And is that going to be something that we want to do? And we really had to sit down and talk about it. But we always say um, to each other, you know, if we're saving someone's life, then anything is worth it. That sacrifice. Yeah. I think also it's something that, both of us, like, I was very comfortable from the beginning. Like, I knew that, like, I adored her, loved her. There was, there, it was always Allie. But I think it took you time, and I was mm-hmm. willing to put my crap aside and make sure she was fully comfortable and mm-hmm. confident making that step and, you know, being out and... Um, I've always been very public with my fans and my family mm-hmm. and everyone. Um, what you see is what you get. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. wanted to protect her. I think it's important to 
do it together and not force someone into something that they're not ready to do. And as soon as she was ready for it, I thought, mm-hmm. like, wow, this is awesome. Like, we can finally speak our truth, like, mm-hmm. together. And it took some time, clearly nine years, but it <laughs> was, like, completely worth it. And now he's right because there's a lot of people out there who think they can't live their truth and they're trapped. And it affects their well-being, affects their life. And a lot of people, Mm. you know, hurt themselves or commit suicide because of it, because they don't feel like they belong or they don't feel like they have a place. And we wanted to give back in a way. We didn't want a a marriage or a wedding. Clearly, we wanted a marriage, but we Mm. didn't want a wedding. But we shaped our entire purpose around being thankful for the people that came before us who lives were at at risk people were killed for being who they Mm -hmm. were and a lot of crap came with being out in certain times in our society and it was very 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 important for us to have the supreme court ruling in our vows it it was very important yeah Mm -hmm. read those right and it was just an appreciation thing for the people who've come before us who have fought so hard for us to have the right to stand up there and live our truth and preach love and acceptance and understanding. So I think for us, that whole wedding was not clearly just about us, Mm -hmm. but moving forward of just like you always say, and Kyle says like, we have happy endings too, right? you know, and everything we did surrounded that like, this yeah. can be beautiful. This can be accepted. This can be rewarded. This can be normal. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to put it out there. Well, it's yeah. interesting. The video itself of the the wedding mm-hmm. was phenomenal. But the I don't know if you've taken the time to read the comments underneath it. it mm-hmm. I mean, they, they go on yeah. for pages. <laughs> and what's so neat is just that, is here I am completely straight, bawling my eyes out, and I have a completely new perspective on this mm-hmm. and uh, in terms of this is love mm-hmm. and if you love someone that's your same gender who cares mm-hmm. right. it was basically the thing that kept coming out over and over mm-hmm. again and yeah. so it worked yeah I yeah mean, because when we were younger like I didn't even realize two women could be together my brother like came out to me when he was in 12th senior year of high school and I was like oh my god I love you no matter what you're amazing was, who cares this is great you know and that was luckily my response to um, him telling me, uh, I said, I will support you no matter what. And I love you no matter what. But I didn't realize until like college, really, that two women could be together. And I was just like, my eyes opened up to this whole new world. Because yeah. when I was younger, I guess I was one, just not exposed to it. It was never really. No, you're uh, brainwashed yeah, to be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And I was just ignorant to the yeah. fact that you know, same-sex couples existed. And, and you it don't was see it in so Vogue magazine back no, then. <laughs> no, and now I'm like... Or in movies. Thank uh-huh. goodness. Or like we could have, We had that experience to show, you know, the younger generation. And we had a lot of older um, supporters, too, who now are at 40 years old coming out to their families, you know, after seeing mm-hmm. the wedding video and just feeling so comfortable and confident in themselves that I was so happy that, you know, why we did it really... Um, blossomed and and helped. Has there been a specific moment or story when someone's come up to you and said something that has stu- will stick with you for the rest of your life? I this is no joke when I tell you this. I get thousands of those, mm. and each one are just important. 
So it's hard for me to say I get letters, mm. Allie and I, letters, 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 like people coming up and you know, being vulnerable and talking about really heavy topics. They've never even met us. And they're probably telling us some of their deepest, deepest, darkest mm. secrets. Mm-hmm. But I think we have created a space where people feel a part of something where they feel safe mm-hmm. and they can talk about these heavy topics that are really affecting their life. So it's, I don't have one thing that has stood out to me. I can tell you that I've had thousands of people say by you living your your truth has saved my life mm-hmm. and now they can go take that into their community and help someone else and that's what we're trying to create besides like you know all of those individuals coming up to us and even at my adult camp there's yeah. so many individuals coming up both male and female who are such supportive of us and have just told their stories and just said thank you so much for doing what you do and living your truth because it helps me live mine and um there's one story that i can tell you guys about that really i think will stick with me for the rest of my life is not only those but um this one in particular i was at the NCAA final, um, speaking for uh, a sponsor before the game to some families and young athletes. And then uh, afterwards, I did photos and, and, you know, just signing autographs and a normal, you know, normal line and going through taking pictures. And it was great meeting everybody. And then this one family comes up and they have two moms and um, three kids. And as they were leaving, one of the moms came up to me and just said, thank you so much for, you know, living your truth and, you know, being authentic and, um, you know, congrats on your wedding. And I just wanted to let you know that my daughter came up to me and said, wow, mom, she's just like us. Mm. And that to me is, is so refreshing Mm -hmm. to hear because, Mm -hmm. you know, kids obviously are making that connection and seeing, um, you know, that, you know, their family is also normal and we're all normal human beings who just want to live a happy, healthy life and, um, share love and, you know, be normal. Mm-hmm. And it was just really sweet that she said that. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Rewinding in 2019, Allie, you, yeah. you, you touched oh on it, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you went through this period of darkness, let's call it. Uh, should I get under the couch now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for I'm you, okay. the thing that sticks with me uh, in this, and to give, again, some context to listeners who may not be super soccer savvy. Yeah, you saw listeners. me at my best and my worst. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, you're on the team, you're playing the 2015 World Cup, you win a World Cup, you're still on the team, but then all of a sudden you go... A star through, of the team. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> a star of the team, for oh, sure. Stop, stop, and then all stop. of a sudden... 2017? Yeah, summer of 2017, July. That, mm-hmm. well, she won't forget. She knows the date, yeah, time, exactly hour. Yeah, exactly right. Second. Yeah. You, you're not Didn't brought play a minute yeah. of the tournament. Yeah, not brought back in mm-hmm. for how long? Two years. I, I would say till April 2019. Right. But during that time, the thing that sticks with me is that every time I'd see you and every time I'd see Ash, mm-hmm. right? One, Ash is... Always like, Allie's amazing. Yeah. She's working her ass yeah, yeah, yeah. off. She's out training every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she would give me the update. I'm like, how's Al? What's Al doing? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? She would give me this update. 
And the commitment, which people don't see, right? They see the end of the story. They don't understand the journey. And mm-hmm. you have to understand the grind you went through yeah. to fight through that. Because that had to have been so hard. Yeah, it was miserable. I, like, honestly, if I'm honest, like, I went through some shit. Like, I really struggled. We had some really tough times. We had some really tough times. Yeah. And, um, and not only with Ash, I remember going on vacation and I told Pino right away, I just said, listen. Like it was after that time where I wasn't getting called in like recently. And I said, do I hang up the boots? Like, be honest with me. Like, I respect your opinion, obviously. And you've been my friend for over 10 years. And like, this is a safe space. And I know Ash has, you know, told me multiple times in our private conversations. Um, and she goes, no, are you joking? You keep fighting. Like you deserve to be there and you, you know, you just keep working hard and don't hang up your boots and this and that. And I said, okay, good. Like now I know the two, you know, most honest individuals I think that I could, besides my brother, I could like really go to for that support and that straight answer because I was prepared for everything. That was Megan, 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 you know. Um, And I was like, all right, like I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Like this is still the path for me. Cliff Bar and Company has been fueling athletes for almost 30 years with their Cliff and Luna Bars, and this is super cool. Even during a time when there are no live sports, Cliff and Luna continue to support female athletes. In fact, right now they're featuring awesome women on their new limited edition Cliff Bar packaging, including soccer star Megan Rapino, tennis legend Venus Williams, surfer Lakey Peterson, skateboarder Jordan Barrett, climber Ashima Shiraishi, and mountain biker Katarina Nash. Check out these awesome new packages for yourself in store or online at cliffbar.com. Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit ally.com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. And I really had to dig deep. I mean, I got up at 8 a.m. Yeah, every and morning. I was like, like up, would go out get up. and train. And I hired, well, our defensive coach, um, Seb Hines, who used to play for the Indo City men's team, would come out with me. And now he's one of our assistant coaches with the women's team in the Pride. So I um, I just woke up and went out to training with him every day, every morning. He would get up, um, wouldn't ask for a thing, would just meet me out there and say, yeah, I'll be there. We'll have mm. a, you know, what do you want to work on? This is what I think we should do and this and that. Just stayed fit and ready. Um, so you do a whole to, separate session from what you were yeah, doing with your team. There was times she would jump yeah. into my goalkeeper sessions if he wasn't I would, available. I was like, yeah. come on, let's go. Not that I was like putting on gloves, but you know, I was like shooting at her, yeah. like dribbling as like yeah. a forward and mm-hmm. taking shots on goal and doing the technical piece yeah. of it. Um, just anything I could do to, to get better. And then I would, we hired our friend, um, Avery Tucker, who is a sports performance trainer down in Melbourne, Florida, um, to come and train us three times a week. Um, after those morning sessions. So it would be like back to back. And I just knew that what I was doing was still, 
you know, I couldn't control the coach's opinion and the, you know, um, if they liked me or not, I just needed to control myself and make it very difficult for her to ignore me. Um, once the season came around, uh, at club and I really said, listen, like I have to play well, I have to do well every game. I have to stand out and I have to help my team be successful in order to get the call. And I just focused on that really. And, you know, with Ashlyn's help and the support of, you know, my friends also getting a dog. I think Logan really saved my I got life. Her a do- I got her a dog. I'm not joking. Aww. I think Logan wow. just saved my life. And, what um, kind of dog? She's Mastiff. a King Corso Mastiff. And that was during the time that I was really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I needed to put my energy somewhere. And um, I was really emotionally wrecked. Um, you know, talking to my therapist and going to my Al-Anon meetings every yeah. week um, just to make sure I kept my perspective mm-hmm. on the right goals and the right things. So it was hard. But um, I, I will say not to cut in. I think that, I mean, you, you clearly know what this environment's yeah. like, like. And it's really difficult to give your life to a team and to a federation and be almost born and groomed in it and then just be cut at your knees and just it gives you the realization that everything every person can be replaced Mm -hmm. and like i think both Allie and i rely so heavily on the human element Mm -hmm. and i think that is the hardest part was the hardest part for her Mm -hmm. because i can speak for her is Mm -hmm is how much she gave to this team and how much she gave to this federation. And it pretty much was just like, that's it. See yeah. ya. It literally spit me yeah. out and yeah. at 98 caps. And I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. is that it? Like, that's no, it. thank you. Like, no. really, there's no reason. There was no why. There nothing. was nothing that, hey, this is what you need to work on. That was the thing as a this fan. I didn't get nothing. it. Nothing. Well, Imagine get not getting yeah. it as a player. You know, I mean, I it's think. really hard. And you just need kind of, it was like a relationship, right? Where you don't have closure and you're just kind of like, is that it? Like, right. what what can I work on to then maybe improve in my next relationship? Like, right. what, did I do something <laughs> to hurt your feelings? Like, how is this end? Like, yeah. Why did it just abruptly end? Yeah. And Nothing. you just don't talk to me anymore. Nothing. <laughs> like, after t- nine years. Like, it just is, I, I don't know, even talking about it really. It's hard. It's yeah, it's just, hard. I, I'm just, there's a big question mark. When, so then, when did you get a, a sense, like, or did you not until you got the call that well, yeah, I, there's I, a chance here? Well, I kept watching it. I watched every game. I analyzed every game because wow. one for my coaching course, I started to put my energy into, you know, getting my C license with NWSL yeah. players, which was a great experience. And then, um, and then, uh, doing AKFC, my cl- camps and clinics, which was awesome. And so I put my energy into other things that I wanted to do for a long time that I wasn't able to do because of the team and, and because we're so busy and, and whatever. But, um, I think I, I kept watching the games and I'm like, listen, like I just, I don't think that the door's closed for me because I would see some of the players being brought in and no offense, I just knew that I was better Mm -hmm. and I knew that uh, I was more experienced and that being on the team for a long time, I could step back in if I were, you know, given the chance and, and I don't know, prove myself again. And so we would have conversations and, um, I just said, listen, like, I know once I get my toe in the door, then that'll be, that'll be it. And I have to be ready for that. Well, I think, 
the team always knew that there was something missing and we were having those conversations. We needed her in. And um, Sue, what, what was the line that Sue told yeah, you? Yeah, Sue Bird, Sue Bird told, had told me this on vacation. Or no, she had texted, sorry, she had texted, Sue Bird had texted me this um, and said, you know, listen, I want to send you this quote um, because I think it would be meaningful for you in this moment. And she said, um, if you stay, if you stay ready, ready, you never have to get ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Will Smith originally had <laughs> said this quote, but anyway, besides the point, like, you know, for her to text me out of the blue, that um, was really inspiring for me. And I said, you're right. Like, thank you so much for this. This is going to push me even further and motivate me even more. And I think that was kind of, was and then big point. when Joe called me out of the blue, I had a doctor for, I don't know how long, um, and called me out of the blue in the middle of our preseason two a day training and said, Hey, do you have time to talk after? I think it was after the France game. The yeah, France I, looked, trip. I looked at her and I was like, this is it. And you're ready. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Alex and, Ashlyn, like, the so team happy. Was freaking out, you guys. <laughs> I know. The team was freaking out. That was the best part of really it. Because everyone, yes. like, everyone was like, come on, just do it. Come on, just do it. Call come her, on, call, call her. her. Yeah. They like, probably were like, call her, damn it. Yeah. The best part was when you got your 100th cap. I think I texted yeah. you. Uh, yeah. That, that, that picture. Uh-huh. Where there's a circle of them. And then everybody changed. And the joy on, yeah. like, the authentic, genuine joy on each face. Yeah. Looking at Allie, who's in the middle of this circle. Yeah. And you guys are, like, dancing around. I'm like, look at all those faces. <laughs> yeah. They are so damn yeah, happy for her. Like, you can you can feel the love yeah. in the photo. And that is what kept me going yeah. every single day. Because I knew I wanted to fight for those women. Yeah. Uh, and these women here, like, it's just... Um, yeah, this team means everything to me, and um, you know, just having that experience and seeing their faces in that photo, and, and every every uh, camp, it felt like a new celebration. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, "You're back!" You know, yeah, you're here. Like, like Alex, <laughs> but I tell you what, like, it's real. Things are okay. The, yeah, things the are thing okay. that actually no one knows, and these are the things that I'll carry with me forever. And this is a testament to how incredible these women are on this mm-hmm. team is the leaders gave Allie an opportunity to talk after her 100th cap. And we all Mm -hmm. got together because usually it's, you know, cameras are around, uh, staff is around. And it was the first time we had ever done this to give her 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 time and her space away from everyone, but just the collective, the team. And I like it was so moving. It was so special. It was so vulnerable. Mm. No one left that circle without tears in their eyes. And Mm. it just like you could feel the heartbeat just get closer and closer and closer. And it connected us. And we've all been like on this really hard journey together. And to just give her that like space to say what she needed to say give thanks to the people she needed to give thanks to. But at the the end, it showed her perseverance and it was her choice to choose to get out of bed every morning and be ready for this moment. And when I talk about people who are one percenters, a lot of people could have curled up, changed path, Mm. called it quits. This is too hard. Yeah. But she dug deep and I am like super proud of the woman she is and the woman she's continued to grow and to be. And I think it was a, oh, it was a great learning lesson for a lot of those young young players yeah. because mm-hmm. this journey is not yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. 
And it is going to take so much loss and sacrifice and uncomfortable like moments that you have to be able to push through to survive because it is literally like Hunger Games here. Mm. It is survival. <laughs> like we're here to yeah. take people's it jobs. It is survival you know, Julie, of the fittest. Like, Julie sorry, talks about I mean, that you know, practices. Yeah. Oh. It really is. Oh, yeah. It's a bloodbath. It's the yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, this is my livelihood. Yeah. Like this is how I put food yeah. on the table and put yeah. a roof over my head. And like, you're in my spot. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to put fire underneath of you and you better be ready for it. But I, I do think that was a really yeah. special moment. Yeah, that it was great. Thanks was for saying that. great for our team just to feels like because that our hundred human cap- spirit yeah in that moment because when we talk about hundred caps and um you know other people have the opportunity soon you you're in front of the coaches and you know and the players and the staff and some of the staff and so i think in that moment i needed to just be just in front of the players so it I was the nest. Freely. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and safe in all of the amazing things that happened to both of you in 2019 from afar, I think one of the coolest things is that at the World Cup, Allie, you were the last player to yeah. touch the ball in that tournament. Yeah. Enough about me, you guys. No, I'm getting great. uncomfortable. I just had, I just had to get it, was that perfect, out there. it was perfectly fitting. No, yeah. it was, but you it was come amazing. in in the second half, and of course, because you have that experience, mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. ready when you needed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know. she has the trust and the courage to say, okay, I'm going with my most experience. I was like, yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran on that field. My head hot so high. <laughs> just like, I mean, <laughs> sad that obviously Kelly couldn't finish the match because, um, you know, she had an incredible tournament. Um, but she even looked at me, we hugged, and she was like, you're ready. Like, you know, so we gave each other, you know, encouraging words. And she was the last player I talked to before going on the field. Shit, how do you beat this in 2020? Really? I know. Like, I'm like, I might as well. I should have retired. <laughs> don't say that. I'm just kidding. No. No. See you. Know, it sounds like you guys have a lot of no, work we you want to get ahead of you. No, which is we inspiring. Do. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we- All right, it's game time. We got a heart out in 10 minutes. We do. We're going to do fast. Okay. We got to get you to training. Oh, All right, okay. so we always play a competitive game that Lynn comes up with. I do not, contrary to popular opinion, know the questions ahead of time. Okay, it's a great. trivia game. Oh, gosh. So it's five questions. That's usually okay. Julie's response. Okay. Here we go. Oh, you're like really sitting oh, up no. now. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Here we go. This is about the team. I get really excited for this. I get to get my competitive juices out. This is so good. <laughs> Oh, all okay, of us, ready, all ready, of us ready. just clenched our hands. <laughs> and everyone sat up sticky in here. Oh, uh, the theme of this game, every game is a different theme. The theme of this game is the newlywed game. Okay. And uh, all the questions are about celebrities who got married in 2019. Oh, gosh. I'm oh, oh God. I don't know. Uh, the main rule is that you have to squeak in with an answer and you get to pick your squeaker. Basketball. Basketball. All right. That's a good one. We also have... Dinosaur. Oh, <gasps> Okay. All right. Craig's doesn't Julie. Uh, I'm going with a Robin Roberts boar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Signed by the Robin Roberts. Well, it die oh, my God. Right, I think so there's five questions. Here. Okay. Number one. You how- guys are not playing as a team, by the way. Okay. No, I know. Se- yeah, we're, we're, we're all separate. Okay. 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 Here we go. We're in. Number one. How many Jonas Brothers got married in 2019? One. Incorrect. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yes! I was like, there's only three, so come on. <laughs> so number yeah, two, that. speaking okay. of Hunger Games, this actress is known for her role as Katniss in the Hunger Games and won a Best Actress Academy Award. And she got married in 2019. I know half of it. 
Uh, Jen Lawrence. No, Jennifer Lawrence. No, Jennifer. <laughs> what's you, it, Jen Garner. She no. Maybe it's Jennifer Lawrence. I uh, feel like you guys get a half. I guess. Yay! Yay! Okay, I so, knew it. Ashlyn's one point five. One point five. All right. Uh, number three. This is multiple choice. Which well-known designer tied the knot in 2019? A. Mark Jacobs. B. Donna Karen. Or C. Tom Ford. Mark Jacobs. Correct. Ashley Harris is on wow. fire. Oh, come on, honey. This is my fashion world. <laughs> what do you have? Yeah. Two and a half? This is, you know, man. You know this is my two and a half. Fashion is I think if you, get one more, if you get one more right, you take the game. Okay. <sighs> Number four. This supermodel is a judge on America's Got Talent, was once married to Seal, and is known for unique... Heidi Klum. Oh, Correct. good job. <laughs> Are you okay over there? I don't make me laugh. I really finish the question. <laughs> okay, okay. These. Number five. Here we go. She's like, you are a statue over there. <laughs> Number five. She's Rachel just... Lindsay and Brian Abasolo got married in 2019. Oh, come on, Lynn. What reality show did they meet on? Oh, I'm so A, done. The Bachelor, B, The Bachelorette, or C, Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> I'm just going to say C, Bachelor in Paradise. So Ashley doesn't win. Incorrect. Oh. So oh. either A, The Bachelor, or B, The Bachelorette. What was his name again? Our girls are going to be so disappointed. Rachel Lindsay and Brian. Call a friend. Kelly O'Hara. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor she Bachelor Go ahead. All of our young girls watch. Wait, can I call a friend? Quick. Let me call. Okay. 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 Phone a friend. We've never had this. Okay, this be the first amendment. Can you phone a Put friend? Put her on speaker. Put her on speaker. Okay. Who is it, Kelly? Yes. yes. This is my phone a friend, so you guys can't take my answer. <laughs> the Ashlyn Harris. But we need the question. Right? She better. <gasps> Thank God you picked up. I'm on a podcast. I'm calling a friend for an answer. Are you ready? Oh my god, you're on a podcast? Yeah, Julie's. Hi, Cal! Okay, ready? Kelly's been on it. Okay, listen, because I need this answer to win. Okay, ready? Smart person question? Bachelor or bachelorette question, so I knew you would know it. Okay, Okay, ready? Listen. The game is about newlyweds in 2019. So Rachel Lindsay and Brian Absolo got married in 2019. What reality show did they meet on? Is it either A, The Bachelor, or B, The Bachelorette? The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Thanks, sis. You can make fun of me for watching. I know. I'm so sorry I ever made fun of you for watching that terrible television show. Love you. Love you. Bye. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we five minutes left. That's so okay. great. That's good. That's good. Uh, Phone a friend last, is key. We're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna skip most pressing questions. Okay, well, when you guys are back on, we'll do we'll most, most pressing questions. Okay. We're gonna do high low cheer, which is the last segment of the podcast. Okay, that's so something we do around the dinner table. You can steal it when you start cranking out your babies. Okay, okay with okay. my kids. Okay, what do you do? High of their day, low of the day, oh, yeah. and someone they cheer for. Okay, that you're grateful for. Okay, can you go first? Okay, high of my career. Would be winning two World Cups. Boom. Uh, low of my career, getting fired in 2017. <laughs> it's still heavy on our heart. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. And who I'm grateful for, obviously, my wife, Ashlyn Harris. That's great. Yeah, Thank I'm you. grateful for you. Okay. Um, hi 
of my career was, um, I would say, yeah, the 2019 um, team. I won't say that Mm -hmm. it's just because of winning, but the way in which the team won Mm -hmm. and how they grew into, like, everyone grew into such inspirational, like, female impactful leaders Mm -hmm. like paving the way in our community which i just like am totally here for Mm -hmm. um i would say the low probably would have been suffering like in college i was injured a ton Mm -hmm. and i tore both my acls in like a year span and then became like heavily depressed and in a dark place and started abusing substances. So I would say that would be my lowest of lows. And then, yeah, I'm grateful for, I would say I cheer for, and I'm grateful for this team because it saved my life. Mm -hmm. Wow. How did it save your life? Yeah. So it just gave me a home, gave me a place. A way out. Yeah, it gave me a way out. It gave me the life I had always, like, imagined. You two are awesome yeah. human beings. Thanks. <laughs> Her, hers was, yours was more in-depth. Well, <laughs> mine now I feel like, <laughs> now you get well, that was trash. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. You can go Just again kidding. maybe next time. No, it's okay. Yeah, next, next time. Hey, thanks and all the craziness for spending some time. Yeah, yeah of course. Thank you guys for inviting us. You two have been our number one requested guests for Laughter yeah. Permitted. So thank what? you for taking really? the time. Yeah. And I have well, a feeling our welcome. audience is going to be yes. very thanks. inspired thank by you guys thanks for you supporting guys. us and wanting us on. And thank you, too, for having us. Yeah, thanks for having I, us. I can't, I can't wait to watch all that you're going to do going forward. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Thank you. Us um, too. Appreciate it. Thanks. Get to training. One all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fear not, they got to training. I will disclose, however, and I'm not going to mask my disappointment. Lynn, do you recall? They had no donuts. They were that focused on training. It's true. They passed up on the donuts. But they were going right to practice after the interview. Ah. So, what are you saying? I would have pounded two right there. Maybe three. (laughs) All right, we always do quick takeaways after an interview. And the reason we do this, we haven't explained this very often, so I felt like we should, is one, we used to do this with the national team after games. When we were going through video, we would do takeaways. We would learn from the game, what we did well, what we didn't do well. Um, And I like to do it as a human, reinforcing what did you learn from that experience, right? So Lynn, what did your takeaway? My takeaways, first one is you can tell Allie and Ashlyn put a lot of thought and intention behind what they do. I respect the fact that they recognize they have a platform and are trying to make the most of it in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. The other takeaway is from hearing how hard Allie worked after being cut and the fact that she was not willing to give up on her dream. Even though it wasn't easy, she kept at it because she knew that she could do it. And that is such a huge lesson for all of us in life who have a dream, whatever it is. And it's a common thread as mm-hmm. we talk to all these yeah. amazing trailblazing women is that, and as we all go through, you have a choice when that situation occurs and how you want to deal with it or anything in life. I mean, Ashlyn 
touched on it. We didn't get into it deeply into this podcast, um, her depression, but how you deal with those moments um, and how you come out of them on the other side is, and their attitude toward approaching that is one they are always in control of and willing to find the positive and the silver lining and all of it. And the neat thing for me, one of the takeaways, which we talked briefly about in, in the podcast, is just seeing the genuine joy on their teammates' faces when they're successful, right? And that, to me, says so much about people. When others are so happy that you are, when Allie came back and finally got her 100th cap after two years in the darkness with no information on why she'd been cut, the team was circled around her and there was a genuine joy to that. And with both of them, you see them as not only amazing athletes, but more importantly, great teammates who are loved and beloved by those around them, which I love. That's awesome. Now, my friend, are you ready for questions permitted? Yes, let's go. Good to be back in our groove. This question comes from Catherine Lee via Twitter. She was wondering, has Julie Foudy started making her own donuts while staying at home? <laughs> You know, Catherine, that is an excellent question because I am I am down to my last frozen donut. I am so desperate, I am eating frozen donuts. And the only reason I have frozen donuts, I typically don't do frozen donuts, is that Whole Foods, before all of this crazy COVID-19 started, was kind enough, and my friend, Walter Robb, who used to be the CEO there, uh, to give me four dozen of their vegan donuts were which are amazing. And so I had those frozen because I'm not sharing my donuts. I froze them. <laughs> See that? So I already, Lynn, actually, to your question, I was ahead of the game in early March. I knew to freeze my donuts. Uh, so I have not started, to make a long story even longer, I have not started making my own donuts yet. And they're good, even though they're vegan. They're really good, surprisingly, because I'm not a vegan type of gal. If that comes as a shock to anyone, then... You don't know me. Before we close out the show, I was wondering if you can indulge me in letting me throw out another dumb joke. We were doing this during our Just for Laughs episodes. Oh, I'm sorry, Lynn. I don't like dumb jokes at all. No. Come on, sister. Of course. Let's go. The reason I have to give this dumb joke is that it comes courtesy of one of our most loyal listeners, and that happens to be my dad. Oh, <laughs> yes. What do you call a bee who's bad at football? A bee who's bad at football. Mm -hmm. What, Len? A fumble bee. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> nice, Hank. Nice. <laughs> it's very solid. <laughs> tell him tell this one back. Why did the little girl not trust the ocean? I don't know. There's something fishy about it. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and supporting us. If you like what you hear, head to our Apple Podcast page and please subscribe. Please leave a rating. Please leave a comment. We love it all. You can also hit us up on social media. I'm at Julie Foudy, and Lynn is at Lynn Olzawi. A lot of consonants there on Twitter and Instagram. Immense gratitude to Ally Bank and Cliff Bar and Company for their support of this podcast and this dope village. 
during these crazy times. As we close the show, a big thanks as well to Kate Diaz, a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alum, for our awesome theme music, which she wrote and composed. And on that note, as always, kids, remember, sing it with us. Laughter Laughter permitted. permitted. Oh, my God. You're on a podcast? Yeah.